0: Hey there! <laughs> you know, even the great preacher John Piper is scared to share his faith. Say what? <laughs> Let's talk about it on today's episode. Welcome to the Great Commission Teen Podcast, and today I'm your host David Heinrichs, and I'm going to be talking about sharing your faith. Now, obviously, this is the thing that that all of us are nervous about. Yes we forget to pray we forget to read our our bible and do our devotions and yes sometimes we mess up in sin and and uh, have to ask for forgiveness and those kinds of things yes 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 all of those things right but the number one thing we hate doing as a christian the most is sharing our faith and yet this is the great commission to make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, you know, and and including them in the church and discipling them and growing them. I mean, this is what we're supposed to be doing. And yet, it's the thing we hate doing the most. Most of you don't mind listening to a good sermon or listening to, you know, a, a podcast or or even talking amongst your Christian friends about your faith. Some, sometimes it's okay to pray. In fact, sometimes it's great to pray. But sharing your faith is like super scary. There's three things that immediately come to my mind. It's inconvenient. It's always in my way. It's an interruption to my day, number one. Right? That's it. That's, it's, it's like every time you sh- well, you get an opportunity to share your faith, it's always inconvenient. Always. Number two, it's terrifying. Like, what if I get rejected? What if this person thinks I'm an idiot? W- what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? So it's inconvenient. It's terrifying. Third, it's easy to avoid. So easy to duck and run and not be faithful to the Great Commission. And so today we're going to talk about three things you can do right now that are relatively easy. But before we move forward, I want to show you what John Piper says about sharing his faith. Listen to his words. The sinking. See, I, I think all of us are wrestling with things that happened to us when we were four. I can name two horrible embarrassing things that I can remember from grade school that I think scarred me forever and made me very hesitant to say certain things in certain situations. So preaching, easy. Piper's bold and acid toned but I am no more bold than you are on the airplane and I'm no more bold and a lot of it is owing to different kinds of experiences we've had. And I, I just think we should look that in the face. All right. He's talking about his fears as a Christian sharing his faith. He says he can, he can preach boldly on a stage of 3,000 people in front of 3,000 people and be bold and strong. But when he gets on the airplane, he just gets nervous. And he points back to some, as you heard, childhood experiences that <laughs> cause him to feel nervous about that. It's the same for me. It's the same for you let me give you a couple of stories from my life. My neighbor comes up to to me and talks to me. He's walking his dog or, you know, whatever, walking down the street. And we start talking. And of course, we end up talking about his flag in front of his house, which is a Trump flag, a Trump 2022. You know, the, we talk talking about that. And we, we talk about the frustrations we have in our neighborhood or HOA or whatever. Now, maybe the funny things our kids do. We start talking about that and and then casually he just asked me the question and my heart sank what do you do for a living i cringe i almost say i'm an educator i almost said it you guys <laughs> and when i said i was a pastor i mean the the whole the guy's whole demeanor changed he stood a little straighter and then he apologized for cursing earlier and i just said dude come on i am a pastor but I'm a real person. And I don't want you to treat me as a reverend. And when he, when he heard me say that, he was like, oh, okay. And that was it. That, he calls me preacher man from, from now on. And everything we talk about is kind of colored by that. He always kind of keeps that in his mind. Will I share my faith with him? See, I haven't yet, but will I share my faith with him? Am I willing to, or am I going to duck? It's so easy to do, to avoid the issue altogether. But this man needs Jesus just as much as I do. He'll be destroyed without the gospel. And so am I willing? We will see. You can ask me later. <laughs> but I'm, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I mean, I, I am nervous about sharing my faith with my neighbor. The same way that you're nervous about sharing your faith with that fellow classmate in math class, third period or whatever. Uh, Whenever I fly, here's a second story. Whenever I fly, um, God always sets me up. He always sits me next to talkative Tanya or loudmouth Larry. It happens every time. These strangers who ask me a dozen questions and somehow the plane represents a counseling session and they want to talk deeply about their lives. You know what I want to do 100% of the time? I want to watch a movie and drink ginger ale. I'll be honest with you, I'm about 50% on my average of being willing to talk to people about the Lord on the plane. It's really inconvenient. I'm scared of my neighbor. I don't care about the the guy on the plane because it's like, yeah, I don't know you. I'm never gonna see you again, but I'm, I'm inconvenienced. And in both cases, it's so easy to avoid. So guys, let me give you three things you can do right now that are relatively easy, not so terrifying, and therefore a lot easier not to avoid. Three things you can do, but one thing that's most important as a theme for all these three things, people in your life don't want answers. They want a relationship. They don't want answers. They want a relationship. So just take that off the table. Yeah, maybe they'll ask you a question, you know, what do Christians think, but it doesn't matter they're not really looking for that. And if they say they are, they're lying to you. They're looking for a relationship. And Jesus is standing there waiting to have a relationship with them. So it's a win-win situation. Now, here's the three things you can do. First, let them know that you're a Christian. Let them know you're a Christian. That's all you have to do. How do you do this? You don't just blurt it out. Hey, guys, did you know I'm a Christian? And I don't mean just a cultural Christian. I actually go to church and believe this stuff. I read the Bible too. You, you don't just drop that in the middle of a conversation. Don't be awkward. But this is how you do. You answer the question faithfully and honestly. Give yourself some courage. You got to push yourself a little bit. It might be a little difficult. But the question is, what did you do this weekend? You have to say, I, I went to church, saw all my church friends. It was great. Now, you don't have to say more than that, but you have to say that. You have to say, I went to church. Um, you go to youth group, right? Yeah, I, I go to youth group every Wednesday night. It's my favorite night of the week. You just talk positively about it. Don't just say it like, oh, yeah, I have to go. My parents make me go it's so early. Don't say anything negative. Just say, yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful experience. I, I like going to church. So just let them know you're a Christian. Um, let them know your church name. I go to Christ Community Church. Hey, hey, what church do you go to? It's kind of like one of those, do, do you go to church kind of questions? And it's it, it, honestly, the kids don't mind. I mean, my, my neighbor might feel guilty about it, but a lot of times teenagers are like, yeah, my parents don't go, so I don't go. They don't really, they don't really get offended by that. So just ask them, do, 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 do your parents take you to church? And, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden it, it comes up and it's just a casual, easy thing. It's just like, do you have a dog? You know, what's your favorite sport? Do you go to church? It's just like one of those kind of questions. And, and don't make it weird. Um, an, another way you can let them know you're a Christian, you can have some kind of visual on a backpack. Now, you know what would Jesus do in the little fish sign or whatever? You know, some of those are cheesy. But but if you have something visual somewhere on your backpack or on a bracelet or jewelry of some kind, the, the people will know yeah, maybe you're a Christian. And, and every time they see your backpack, they'll see that. You know, and they'll know that you're a Christian. Now, don't make the mistake I did when I became a Christian um, at, well, when I really devoted my life to the Lord. I was kind of raised in the church. But when I came back to the Lord at 19 years old, I put these really controversial Christian bumper stickers on my car. I was I was on fire. I wanted controversy, and that's not, that's not really helpful. I never had one single conversation about my bumper stickers. One of them was, Pornography Causes Rape. But those are the three words that were on my bumper sticker. And I'm like, dang, that was a strong. I rode around town with that on my, on my bumper. Don't do that. Just, you know, some kind of Christian sort of symbol that lets people know you're a Christian. That's really all it is. It's not bragging. It's just let them know you're a Christian um, and don't make a big deal about it. You can post once in a while on social media, I know it's cheesy, you know, the little coffee cup with the Bible next to it. I had a great quiet time this morning. I know those are cheesy. I know, I know, I know. But people need to know you're a Christian. And so post a picture of youth group. This is the craziest group of kids I know, playing the stupidest game I know. Look how funny this looks. Post it on there, and then write Christ Community Church or write youth group or one of of those Christian words that let people know that you're a Christian. So just let people know you're a Christian. That's the first step. That's not hard. It may be challenging at some level, but be faithful in that. And once the word gets out that you're a Christian, like I am a pastor now to this guy in my neighborhood, then anything that we say is going to be colored by that. Now, you might experience some rejection, but at this level, it's not really that bad. In fact, it's not bad at all. You really have to say something about homosexuality or gender or some controversial issue like maybe abortion to really be you know experience the kind of persecution that is uh, debilitating. So let them know your question number two. Invite them to youth group. Now this seems a little bit nerve wracking, especially if you think of the popular kids that look down on you, the kids that you're trying to kind of be friends with to be popular. Those are not the kids you invite to youth group, okay? It has to be someone that looks up to you, maybe someone younger than you, maybe someone who's an outcast who looks up to you, maybe who's someone someone who's not as popular, who's not as gifted in some ways, and they look up to you. Just pray for an opportunity with those kids and just say, hey, man, what are you doing Wednesday night? You want to come with me? It's pretty fun. Uh, come with me. Well, uh, just say youth group, don't say, wow, Wednesday of worship. You know, all those little words don't mean anything to these kids. Just say, hey, um, come, come to youth group with me. We play games, we eat snacks, a lot of fun. Well, you'll, you'll really like the people that go there. And you might have to give a ride. That is a, a little bit of work. So you have to work that out with your parents. But if, if you just let a leader know, I invited my friend and they said yes, and they need a ride. I'm, most leaders will go out of their way to pick up you and your friend to come to youth group. So just let us know if rides are an issue. Um, just focus on one or two, not ten, not five. Focus just on a couple, and uh, discernment is really, really the key here. Who might be interested? Who would say yes? Who, who really needs this? You know, is their life falling apart, or their their family having problems, financial problems, you know, marital problems, whatever, relational problems? Um, are they struggling in their grades or whatever? Just, just kind of, you know, know know the kids that are struggling and who might be receptive to salvation. And, um, and discern that and then ask them and, and watch. Nine times out of 10, they're going to say, yes, I'll go. Now, the first 10 times they might, <laughs> some of the kids might say no for a while, but most of the kids really would come to something on Wednesday night, especially if it involves uh, games, a free ride, snacks, that kind of thing. So just ask. Um, uh, and then and then afterwards, w- when they come, afterwards, one of the key things is just what did you think? Not what did you think about the lesson It's not even really asking about the gospel at this point. Just what did you think? And they'll probably talk about the games. That's fine. Just let them talk about whatever they want to talk about, and they'll keep coming. And and guess what? A lot of the work of sharing your faith will be done for you at Youth Group with other leaders and other students and the environment we create there. A lot of the work will be done. And then what you can do is just come alongside and be available. And if they have a question, if they have, you know, something like that, you can reach out to a leader. You can kind of just connect them to others and, and connect them to yourself and try to help them. Those are the moments, guys, that is an adventure. It is awesome to do that. So inviting them to youth group, be discerning, you know, like choose the, the student who needs it and who would, who would possibly say yes. And number three, this is the easiest thing you should be doing is praying for opportunities. I am praying right now for my neighbor. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna reach this guy. I don't know what he cares about. I don't I don't know how he sees me. Does he see me as an unintelligent person or a goody two shoes or what? I don't know. So I'm just praying, God, just you know, whatever. Give me an opportunity. Maybe there's a situation with his wife or his family or his kids or his job or something I can talk about and he can come and seek me out. And I don't know. Whatever it is, just give me an opportunity. And um, I'm going to kind of stay in his way. I'm going to, you know, if he goes to the, um, our neighborhood has poker games once in a while. If he goes to that, I'll go to that with him. If I see him walking, I'm going to come out and say hello to him or talk. It's always inconvenient, but I'm going to do it. Um, And I'm always on an adventure. I'm asking specific things from God. Hey, would you give me an opportunity to invite someone that I think would say yes to youth group in the next five days, in the next two days, and just look for that opportunity? God always goes before you. And he always answers these prayers because guess what? We are in the age of the Great Commission. So even though you are afraid, I'm afraid, John Piper is afraid, everyone's afraid of sharing their faith. It is, in fact, the most important thing that we can do with our faith. So that is my encouragement to you. I hope you guys have great success. Until next time, bon voyage.